Today on Kingdom Rock Radio. You have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. We're not just talking in the sweet by and by. We're talking about right here and right now. There are things that God has already planned to give you right here and right now. But again, we can derail that train and receive a lot less than what we were supposed to because we observe a carnal lifestyle. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everyone. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I want to share with you the message entitled, God's Got a Plan for You. And you know what? He does. And His plan is rich and full. He wants you to be blessed in your going and in your coming. You know there's only one person that can stop those blessings, and that's you. And I pray that today you will give God all and worship the Lord Jesus in spirit and in truth. So I want to share with you this message, and I pray that it will richly bless you. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, God's Got a Plan for You, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. So I pray that you open up your hearts and minds to hear what the Lord has to say. All right, well, let's go back into the book of uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. You can turn there with me in your Bible, your smart phones, your Kindles, your iPads, uh, zebra pads, whatever you have. I don't know. I just made that up. But whatever you have, you can go ahead and turn there with me. In the rich word of the Lord today. I want to speak from the subject today of God has a plan for you. And his plan is good. It is magnificent. His, his desire for you, desire for you is to do you good, to, that you would have a hope and a future, an expected end. He's awesome. God has a plan for you. Would you tell your neighbor that God has a plan for you? <clears throat> and although his plan is great and it is wonderful, we can derail that plan. There are so many in this in scripture um, who had great and mighty destinies and could do great things, but because of, not because of the devil, not because of other people, but because of their own bad choices that they made. Um, they didn't receive the full benefit and impartation that they should have received. And it is God's desire that you and I not rob him and not rob ourselves of his blessing. Are you hearing? All right, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. I'll read just a few verses here. And this is actually a part two of what we ministered on, on last week. And it says here, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51, it says, Beloved, or rather, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all, what? We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, uh, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and they shall be, one Changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible, 
uh, shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immort immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that, the, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Help me pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for the things that you have already planned to take place. Father, we pray that 100% of your plans come to pass. We pray that your will be done and manifested in this house. Speak, Father, by your spirit. Give us ears to hear and a heart to respond. In Jesus' name, let your heart say amen. amen. All right, well, a few things we need uh, to see here, and then we're going to go on. As the Bible records here in verse 51, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now, of course, this is talking about physical death, a physical death. We shall not all die physically. No, some will be very much alive uh, and moving about when Christ Jesus comes. We know that, right? But the scripture says we shall all be changed. And I want to show you this today in a, in a little bit different light. Now, it's talking about those that are in Christ, not talking about those that are, that are in the world, right? Those in Christ. So we have two groups of people here in verse 51, those that are asleep and those that are active, those that are moving, right? Those that have life, those that are inactive or, or uh, those that are quiet, those, those are the ones that are asleep or those that are actively pursuing the plan and purpose of God in their lives. I'm telling you that, and it says here that both, both groups will be changed. The one that is asleep or the one that is dead will be changed after their, after their death. Are you hearing? But the ones that are still alive will be changed as we go about. Are you hearing? We could be going about doing things and of course the trumpet sounds dead in Christ rises up, but we are changed as we're going about doing the work of the Lord, going about in life as we are doing business. Now I want you to see something. You can either be changed in death or changed in life. I want God to change me now. I don't want to have to wait until I get into the grave to experience this change. I need change right now. I don't want to have to wait until I die to have victory over death, hell, and the grave. I can have victory over it right now. Right at this very moment. So some of the body, I want you to see this, because as we're living in the last days, there are some that will fall asleep. That will, that will come, not speaking now about a natural death, but 
they will fall asleep within the body and become inactive. They'll become quiet. They will lose, they will lose their voice. Inactive. But let me tell you, the ones in the body of Christ that are active are those that are purposefully seeking after the face of God, seeking after his plan, his purpose, and his will for their lives. If we're not seeking after him purposefully, seeking after him, then you're asleep. Something has lulled us to sleep, and many in the body have been lulled to sleep with the things of the world and don't even know it. Revelation says that they have grown cold, and even some others lukewarm. No longer hot and on fire for God, but now entangled with the things of this world so much. Worrying about money, worrying about bills. Can I pay this off? Or worrying about other people and what they're doing and, and what they're saying. All of their attention, and it's easy for all of our attention to be turned from God to things and people. And miss our destiny. It's so easy to be robbed, to be robbed of the glory of God by looking at the things of this world. Now, let me say something to you. No one, either human being, demon, or fallen spirit, or angel for that matter, no one can stop you from becoming all that God has intended for you to become. Nobody can. No one can. The only person that can derail that train is who? Absolutely. It's you. And if you are single-minded, even the gates of hell can't stop you. Are you understanding? Nothing can stop you. Not the lack of money, not the lack of building, not the lack of applause, the lack of attendance, nothing can stop you. If it could, then that would mean that all those things were more powerful than Christ. Nothing can stop you. Are you hearing? So as we see here, these two different things, that's all I want you to see right here. Let's go over to same book. Let's go to chapter number 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And let me show you a progression of events. You've got a destiny. God has plans for you. Plans that you would bring him much glory. Plans to increase you. Plans to make you happy and full of joy plans to increase you plans for your good but we can derail those plans and rob god of giving uh, of, of his opportunity to give us his fullness we can rob him that way and at the same time rob ourselves are you understanding 1 Corinthians 11, look at this. And we, this often talks about, of course, this is speaking about communion. But there's another underlying message here that I need you to see. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse number uh, 27. It says, Wherefore, who shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. 
But let a man examine himself, and so, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Why not discerning the Lord's body? What's happening? We know in first Corinthians, they came, they came to the assembly and they were coming. Some were coming to get drunk. Some were coming to pig out and get full. They were not, their intention was not to observe to keep Christ in view. Their intention was to fill their own bellies. Their intention was to get drunk with wine. In other words, they came for the pleasure, but not for Christ. And here again, many will sleep. Getting drunk on the pleasures of this world, what makes their bodies feel good. It makes us feel good to have some money in the bank. Okay, let me talk. It makes me feel good having some money in the bank. I don't know. I guess I'm the only one, Gene. I don't know. It makes me feel good having a few things together. It makes me feel good having some bills paid off. It makes me feel good having a car with some gas in it. It makes me feel good. I don't know about you, but it makes me feel a whole lot better. Having some money in my pocket other than just one dollar bills or in some change. It makes me feel good having a few hundred in my pocket. No, don't get no ideas up in here. I do carry a John 316 right here. Praise the Lord. No, I'm not talking about a weapon, okay? For those of you watching and listening. Praise the Lord. But their desire was not for Christ. Their desire was to eat and drink and make merry, but not to observe the body and blood of Jesus. As a result of this, verse 30 says this, for this cause many are weak and sickly among you and what many sleep. Look at the, look at the progression. It says many are weak sick and they sleep weak talks about those who have little or no strength to fight out the attack of the enemy when the lord was serving you his body serving his word now we know that the the body of christ is his word is his word we know that from the book of john right john the first chapter the word was made flesh and jesus says eat my flesh so when the word of god was being served they didn't fully partake of his word and as a result of that they became weak weak to what weak to the attacks and the snares of the enemy now we know even from last week the the bible declares um that sin has been condemned by god it has been judged by god in the flesh of jesus christ sin has been deprived of its power over us and it's a shame before god that we can still that many can still be ruled by something that has been defeated It's like you're trying to box a zombie. It's dead. It's dead. But we can still give sin power and resurrect it by living a carnal life. Are you hearing? So the Bible says that many are weak. That is, um, they have not partaken of 
the, the word of God, they have not partaken of the Lord's blood in repentance and observing repentance and receiving of the New Testament. Don't you know repentance is to be observed not just when you first get saved, but on a daily basis. Repentance means that we are turning turning we're always turning from something unto the lord if there ever comes a day that you stop repenting that day better be when you're facing jesus eyeball to eyeball but as long as you're in this body you're still going to need to repent you're still going to need to repent a lack of repentance in the believer's lives means that they have been overcome that they have welcomed something in that's been at the door. They have welcomed it in and now it is taking over. They are weak. That is, they have little strength to resist the attacks or the snares of the enemy. Little strength. They become sick. The second part is sickly. Sickly. When you were sick, that means that the infection, whatever the invader is that was on the outside, has now taken root in your body. And as it relates to a cold, we say, I caught a cold. I caught a cold. So-and-so gave me their cold. They were sneezing around me. <laughs> you know, shoo, shoo, you know, whatever. <laughs> they came around me and they hugged me and all that. And I caught their cold. What was on the outside has now taken root in the body. And now there's strange colored stuff coming out of your nose. You know what I'm talking about. Now someone has, a, I hear that coughing over there. And now there's a fever and all that stuff. We become sick. What is on the ins, what is on the outside has taken root on the inside, but the person can still recover. Just like when we are weak. Have you ever gone time, some time and you haven't eaten anything in a while? Has anybody become weak? You become weak. But what do you do? You go get something to eat, right? Go get something to drink. And what happens? Strength returns. But there are people in the body, Christians in the body, who will become weak, not eating the word, not, ex not exercising daily repentance, and become weak and still do nothing. And then sickness comes in. They can't fight off the attacks of the enemy because they're weak. Then sickness comes in. And sickness means that the enemy's attack is now rooted. His mindset, the wrongdoing is now rooted in your spirit. Now you become self-deceived. And the last state of that is what? Sleep. Weak, sickly, and die maturely. Sleep simply means you are no longer a threat to the enemy. You are now inactive. You are now quiet. You are now still. Well, that's what the enemy's plan was all along. To get you to be quiet, to get you to be still, to get you stopped to no longer active. So he launches attacks and his first attack is always to try to rob you of your diet, rob you of the word of God, rob you of your prayer life, rob you of your connection with him. If he can stop your connection, if he can stop you from receiving the word, he knows you will get weak. And once you get weak, all he has to do is launch temptations, launch snares at you because you don't have the power to resist it because your mind is not in the things of God. It's in the world. And now here comes that attack and it comes at you and you're able to resist the first one, two, three, but he keeps on hurling 
pictures and thoughts and circumstances and pictures and thoughts and circumstances and phone calls and they calling your name and come out with me first time he said no but then they keep on and they keep on and then you finally say yes and that gets rooted in you and then you get sick and when you're sick you don't feel good you don't feel like praising the Lord you don't feel like studying your Bible you don't feel like praying all you want to do is lay there until sleep comes over you and finally you're inactive and we say where what happened to so-and-so what happened they need to be now restored you which are spiritual but Bible declares in Galatians the sixth chapter verse number one you which are spiritual must go and restore that one in the spirit of meekness but you better watch out for your own self least you too be tempted then we need resurrection are you hearing now let me show you something here also in first corinthians let's go to the third chapter first corinthians 3 first corinthians 3 god has a plan for you and nobody can stop nobody can stop you from receiving the maximum from the Lord but you are you hearing we ought to purpose in our heart today God father make it possible for me to give you 100 over 100 percent I want to give you over that I want to submit my life to you totally and completely and I tell you if we live a life before God where we have totally submitted to him and we still miss it and we still miss it, then it won't be our fault, but it'd be the Lord's. And I seriously doubt if we're going to be able to point a finger in his face. Are you hearing? Look at first Corinthians, the third chapter, first Corinthians, third chapter. It reads like this verse number one. And I brethren, what does it say? Brethren, say brethren. Meaning the next few verses he's talking about, he's talking strictly about us, us, the body of Christ. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I have some spiritual things to give to you. I have some things uh, from God, some mysteries from heaven, things that will alter and change your life, things that will cause you change, but I cannot give it to you. I have to give it to you. I have to water it down, basically, and give it to you as I'm feeding a baby. Look at verse 2. He said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it. Neither yet are ye, uh, neither yet, uh, now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? Now look, I want you to understand that. Grab a hold of that. Because they were living a carnal lifestyle, they robbed God and the man of God from giving them meat. All they could digest was milk. 
the basic things. I hear the moanings in the man of God's voice. He wants to give them the deeper things of God. He wants to show them. He wants to enlighten them. He wants to give them what God has given unto him in his purest form. But he can't release it because of their carnal lifestyle. Not because he doesn't have it to give. Not because there's not meat available, a meaty, rich word available. But because they can't handle it. But because they're simply worldly minded. They're in the flesh. They're after their own appetites and desires. In other words, they've come to the house of God, not to partake of the body and blood of Jesus, but they've come to fill their own bellies. They've not decided to, to focus in on Christ. They're focusing on their own pleasure. You understand? Many are substituting carnality for holiness. Their attention, and they are believers. But their attention has been turned from God to the things of this world. But listen, if they are in fact believers, what you will see is the chastisement of the Lord upon their lives. You'll see the boat just like with Jonah. Believer, righteous with God. Are you hearing me? But yet and still he has the ability to run the other way. And as he goes the other way, what does God do? Does the Lord just allow that to happen? Allow him to, to, to experience those things? What happened? No, the Lord sends a storm. He sends a storm. And eventually that storm shakes Jonah overboard. He gets him off the ship. And he gets him in a whale and spits him right back on the other side. If you are a son or a daughter of God and we are outside of God's will, we will endure the chastisement of the Lord. You don't have to worry about it. You don't worry about so-and-so's in sin. I need to tell them to get out of sin. You don't have to do anything. Uh-uh. God will deal with them. God will deal with them. He will deal with them. We're not talking about wrath and, and whips and scourges and all these things. God knows how to deal with your conscience. And he knows how to set up circumstances and situations that will enable his sons and daughters to turn their attention back to him before it is too late. If he has begun a work in them, he will complete it. If he has begun it. But there are many in the, many uh, among our churches that are not believers. They are not Christian. They have not received Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives. And neither do they want to because they really, they're really enjoying the pleasures of this life. And God says, I know who are mine. To them, they can continue to do that stuff. They, they don't have any problem. They don't, they don't want to repent. They like doing what they're doing. To them, we simply say, repent before God, turn from your, from your wicked ways, seek his face and let him deliver you. If not, if you decide, if they decide not to turn to God, I pray they live it up all they want. If they decide they, they don't want Christ Jesus, I pray that they drink all the ice water they can. Get it all in you now. I pray you live it up. I pray you party hearty. I pray you party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. I pray you can have all these wonderful memories. Get all the memories you can. Because the time will come. Well, in hell, they will lift up their eyes. And all they'll have left for an eternity without parole. 
is at least the thoughts of, well, I had a good time. Are you understanding? So some people are trying their best to get their rewards now without eternity in view. But they are. But as we go back into the body and as we're about to close shortly, many of many in the body are substituting carnality for holiness. I want these carnal things, these worldly things. I want to gratify my flesh. They don't want holiness. Many are exchanging the freedom they had with God for change because understanding every time you go back into uh, back into the world to do these things and we turn our attention from God those things will have the ability to chain you shackle you to make you weak sickly and sleep are yeah. you understanding yeah. they are pursuing money instead of God's face they are they are experiencing pain instead of God's power they are experiencing lust instead of love they are experiencing poison instead of peace they are they have exchanged god's rich joy for nasty jokes something that makes them feel real good they, are, they have exchanged the presence of the lord the presence that is at the lord's right hand for one night stands they're exchanging temporal things for eternal things they choose the gold and not the glory. But if they are in fact a part of the body of Christ, God will deal with them. He will deal with them. Isn't that good to know? Isn't that good to know? What we want to guard against, body of Christ, hear me, what you want to guard against, and you have to see which position you're in. If you are weak, if you find yourself more susceptible to other things, if you find yourself uh, thinking about those worldly things and not concentrating and focusing on the word of God, then it could possibly be, of course, we are weak. If we are sickly, that is, these thoughts are really just taking root in us and we can't think about anything else other than those bad things. But if you're asleep, you're inactive, probably, chances are, most that are inactive aren't even in church. They're at home. Sleep. Did you get that? They're inactive. Why? Because something has taken root in them. But don't worry. Don't worry. And don't get on the boat with them. Because trouble's coming. By the mercy of God, the trouble comes. And you'll see them, oh, why, oh, why is God doing this to me? Why is all this bad stuff happening to me? Because you on the boat, Jonah, going the wrong way. And if you simply repent, God will turn your life around. But this is the mercy of God to get us to turn back to him. Because he loves us. He's merciful. And he will allow the storm to come to get your attention. We ought to say thank God for the storm. Because if he did not send it, we'd continue going the wrong way. Hallelujah. 
We need to thank him for the storms. We need to thank him for the storms. The storms that he sends. Now, there are storms that can come in our lives that he did not send. Well, we can stand up to those and command it, peace be still. We can rebuke the wind and command the waves, peace be still. Stop this foolishness. Are you hearing? Let's go ahead and land this plane. I want to, 1 Corinthians 6, go to 1 Corinthians 6, still in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Now, the Bible goes on to say in 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, about us as born again believers building with wood, hay, stubble, or, you know, precious stones, gold, and things of that nature. And at the end, uh, all of our works will be tried by fire. And after our works are tried by fire, we'll receive a reward if those works remain. You as a born again believer, can build your life on wood, hay, and stubble. Things that please you. Things that give you gratification. Things that make you feel good. Giving God a half effort. Giving God sacrifices that are blind, lame, and deaf. All these things are wood, hay, and stubble. You can at least say, Lord, I did build something. But you'll have nothing to show for it in eternity. Or we can give God our best. Let me scratch that. I don't want to give God my best. Because saying that you want to give God your best means that you're still holding something back. I want to give him all of it. Does that make more sense? I want to give him all of it. All of it. And hold nothing back from him. That's our goal. That's our desire to give him all of it. All. First Corinthians six. Let's go ahead and close out. First Corinthians six. Let me show you this. The same thought that we've been talking about. First Corinthians six, verse number nine. We looked at some of this before. It says, know ye not that the unrighteous or simply those who do unrighteously or, or who participate in unrighteous acts. And he's going to tell us what those unrighteous acts are. He says, know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. We talked about inheritance. Inheritance means that there are some things that are marked out, that are laid out for you, that are laid up in store for you for a set time for you to receive inheritance something in a will they call you in the meeting the family and uncle joe left this for you in his will that is your inheritance it is a part that is laid out for you from the rest you have an inheritance in the kingdom of god we're not just talking in the sweet by and by we're talking about right here and right now there are things that god has already planned to give you right here and right now but again, we can derail that train and receive a lot less than what we were supposed to because we observe a carnal lifestyle, carnal, worldly, sensual lifestyle that is not dependent upon the Lord, but is dependent upon our flesh. Again, if we are, we find ourselves asleep, if we find ourselves sickly or weak, we can rise from that condition. So that we can receive our full inheritance. 
So he says again, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. He says, be not deceived, neither fornicators, that's having premarital sex, nor idolaters, that is loving things before God, nor adulterers, you know that, adulterers, nor effeminate, that talks about uh, having a homosexual lifestyle, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, uh, nor drunkards, nor revelers. I want to bring that out. They, they party, party, party. Nor revelers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now look at verse 11. And such were some of you. You used to do those things. You used to be those, used to be that way. But it says, but ye are sanctified. And that is a process. But you are sanctified. You are justified in the name of, in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Let me say it again. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. He said, you were doing that. In other words, don't bring that back into the present time. Don't allow yourselves to observe those things, to fall into the power of those things. Don't allow yourself to be entangled with those things again. Focus on the Lord. Are you hearing me? Now, again, so we see but that by observing all these other things, can abort us from receiving our full inheritance. It can. James 1, well, this will be our final one for today. James, the first chapter. James, the first chapter. Are you still with me? Just one verse. I want you to read this. Just one verse. James 1. Rather, let's look at three verses. Let's start verse number six. For let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. You're on God's side one minute. You're on the devil's side one minute. Just waving back and forth, waving back and forth. Kind of like somebody who's trying to stay awake in church, you know. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. 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 Anybody been like that before? Just waving back and forth. Verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive any thing of the Lord. Now verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Why can't I receive? Why am I not receiving? One thing could definitely be because we are double-minded. We have not yet decided what side we want to be on. And so because of that, the door is open to the devil. Someone said, could that be Satan maybe? In that case, he very well could be. Now the devil is not omnipresent. He's not everywhere. But he has imps and minions that can influence your life when we open the door to him. All we're saying today, and I know what the spirit of God is saying, even at this very moment, 
repent, turn from the evil, turn unto the Lord, and let him secure you and give you the plans and the desires that he has for you in your life. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're going to stop right there in Jesus' name. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.